I'm Pam. I'm Dawn. I'm Deidre. I'm Dina. Welcome, Welcome to Ozark's Paints and Hooch. This ain't no fancy academic check your references kind of deal. This is four girls from the Ozarks sipping and spewing about paints, hooch, and history. Hello, podcast world. This is Ozarks Haints and Hooch, another installment, Season 2, Episode 9. We're happy you're joining us today or tonight or morning or whenever you choose to listen. <laughs> Yay! Yay! We're glad you're here. Uh, my name is Pam. I am the host for this evening. Let me tell you who's doing what. Our big one is from uh, Big Sister Dawn. And our little one is from middle sister Deidre. <laughs> and our hooch is from Dina, little sister Dina. And I'll throw it to her in just a minute. Yay! We love our drinks. We love our hooches. So uh, let me uh, talk you through a few things before I send it over to Dina and we get all drinkified. Um, we want to remind you about all our social media links. We have Facebook and Instagram, and we have our website at Weebly. It's Ozarks with an S, Haints with an S, in Hooch at weebly.com so please uh, uh, um, subscribe to us when you if you can and be sure to give us all your likes and we would just appreciate appreciate that uh, we do have a text disclaimer uh, one of our members has a husband who is mowing right now and I have a dog a, on my lap too. Sorry, and, he, and dogs. Yes. So, yeah. so we we would like a disclaimer for all of the pets, for the dogs and the cats and the kids and the and the mowers and the and the sirens. If you live in the city, uh, that, that that some of us have, and we're on in three states on four Wi-Fi connections. So, um, you just never know what's bound to happen. So, uh, oh, like I said before, be sure to give us, uh, subscribe to us and give us all the stars. I think that's five. And uh, we would really love for you to do that. We release on the 1st and the 15th of every month. So I believe that's all of our little housekeeping notes. The first thing we want to do is get started on our hooch. So Dina, why don't you tell us about the zombie? All right, I am doing the zombie cocktail, and you'll find out in a little bit why. So this is the simplified version because the original has so many ingredients. It was not financially financially responsible for yeah, me to make the original. Financially, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. So. I use what I had. I'll tell you what they say to use. Uh, and then I'll tell you what I used. So you're supposed to take um, a shaker with ice and put two ounces of Bacardi Superior, um, 1.75 ounces of Bacardi Black, an ounce of Triple Sec, two ounces of orange juice, an ounce of lime juice, an ounce of simple syrup, and a quarter of an ounce of grenadine. 
And then you just pour all of that into the shaker glass, shake it over ice, pour it into a high ball glass, and it's said to um, garnish with a cherry and an orange slice. So I didn't have that type of rum. So I took two ounces of uh, Malibu. I know, I know. And <laughs> I love Malibu. I, I do, too. too. I do, too. And instead of the Bacardi Black, I had Captain Morgan Spiced Rum. So I used that. And then everything else was the same. But I'm telling you, my ears are hot because I've drink, drink, drink. That's what I said. Because I've drinked oh, no. half of it. Watch your tenses, so I'm there, so girl. glad that I'm not talking anymore because, yeah, because I drink half of it. And it says that this is, yeah, this uh, yielded two. Yeah, I think well, it whatever. Did. Well, did whatever. It? Okay, well, and I've had one. Like. So why don't we all well, share little... our variations of uh, this uh, yeah, go ahead. recipe? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I will. No pain. Okay. So this is middle sister. All right. So I only had one thing of, of rum. So I've got silver Bacardi. I've got, uh, what else do I have? Triple sec. That may be the weird taste that I'm, um, there's something kind of peppery in mine. I don't know. Um, grenadine, orange juice, lime, heavy on the lime. Cause I love lime juice. And, um, I was running behind, I ain't gonna lie, and did not have time to make my simple syrup. So that could be why maybe mine's a little bit stronger. But uh, yeah, and then I added some uh, cherries and an orange slice. It looks delightful. What am I missing? Is there something else I forgot? I don't think so. I think that's it. Yeah. So yeah. it's, I mean, I like it. It's drinkable. I can't yeah. always drink them and this one's drinkable. So yeah. it's fruity. So Dawn, yeah. how how did you uh how did you did you stick to it? I so first of all, it was my last day of teaching. Hot <laughs> freaking damn! Disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, big disclaimer. So I made mine a little early, <laughs> and <laughs> so it would make two. Like I still have half a shaker in there of a highball glass. Anyway, but I use Bacardi Silver. And some fancy schmancy aged in a Johnny Depp for 12 years or something uh, that I got for a Christmas present. It's really good. And then I garnished with a lime because I didn't have like fresh oranges. So it's good. I mean, it's, I think it must turn you into a zombie. I that think it does. It. Makes oh. you not speak English for sure. Sure. <laughs> so if Tina starts going like this, uh, uh, <laughs> I might. That's either the mower or her. <laughs> I know. Yes. Disclaimer here. My husband is the one that as soon as it's time to record, oh, I guess I need to go mow the front lawn. Literally what he just did. Can't you just so, yes. tell him that Thursdays, uh, I mean, because we usually record on Thursdays, just tell him Thursdays are off the calendar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well. sure. Sure, I'll do that. <laughs> see how far that goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. I must be the only fool that went out and bought a whole no. fifth of black Bacardi. Um, it's, uh, it, 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 
I did. I, I, I used the rum that I had, light rum that I had, and then the black Bacardi and orange juice and lime juice, oh, the triple sec. And uh, I didn't use the simple syrup or the grenadine. So mine is strong as well. Yours is sad. If it doesn't yes, have simple so. syrup and grenadine, it's just sad. Well, hey, I used Cointreau instead of triple sec. I forgot oh, that. Oh, you're fancy. Okay. I'm you fancy because that's all I had. So. Oh, well, that's all right. We work with what we have. But we I did do. go out and buy a bottle of that Bacardi Black. And it's uh, it's it's uh, might be peppery, but uh, you said you didn't use that. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I don't know. Okay, Are you going to well, drink it the rest of it? Oh, what? I'm still working on it. I'm no, I mean, do you think you'll oh. use it in anything else? The Bacardi Black? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I do enough rum rum and fruity drinks in the summer that uh it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just think of it like a dark rum and uh it, it's aged in uh charred barrels so there's a heavy charcoal to it. Hmm. And uh, uh, Green Jack Daniels, which was my dad's favorite uh, bourbon of choice, is also aged in, in uh, charcoal barrels. So yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with that little essence there. So, yeah. <laughs> and well, before we go any further, I just want to say I got it um, off of baconismagic.com. I think it's what it's called. Okay. Bacon I got it off of magic? Pinterest. Yeah. Bacon is magic. Bacon it's is a magic. blog. Yeah, hey, it's okay. a blog. Bacon is the candy of meats. There you yeah, go. I agree. Mm -hmm. It's true. So it's B A C O N, not B A K I N. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> it's bacon. Just yeah. wanted to clarify. Bacon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, mercy. What a night. What a night. Okay. Yeah. So if we are not all going blah, like zombies by the end of the night we'll we'll count ourselves lucky i guess so uh all right yeah, if i don't comment towards the end of the evening it's because <laughs> i've fallen out of my chair and can't reach my mic just so you know we'll, we'll check on you nina yeah we'll keep checking on yeah, you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah yeah well thank you for the drink Ms. Dina. That was uh -huh. fabulous. And uh, all right, I guess we are ready to proceed with the big one of the evening. So Sister Dawn, tell us about your big zombie. <laughs> so I can't remember how I found this topic. Um, we were talking about how we feel like we need to do more scary stuff. And I was like, okay, because I originally had a different topic. And um, Anyway, so I'm I have a disclaimer for this one too. What I'm doing tonight is on the very, very edge of the Ozarks. Perhaps you might have to hike a little ways <laughs> past the border. But I mean, it's, you know, it's up by St. Louis and, um, you know, south of St. Louis is still considered the Ozarks. And so this is pretty close to that. But I am doing a story on Zombie Road. And hey. you guys, I swear to God, every, every, you know, okay, so y'all know our mom uh, does all the drawings. So when I was talking to her about this, she goes, well, you know, is it a zombie? What's it about? I go, mom, it's got everything. Child ghosts, Confederate ghosts, railroad ghosts, spook lights, shadow people, orbs, I mean, everything you can think of there has been a legend about this road so wow. anyway i could go on forever but i'm really gonna 
not and because I'll fall out of my chair too. And um, but I so I'm going to kind of um, I guess um, touch on the high points maybe, um, and then give you all um, lots of good resources where you can go look at stuff. And oh my gosh, there is a picture that is the creepiest thing. So I'll talk about it too. So. Zombie Road, believe it or not, is one of the top haunted roads in the world. The road is a famous paved 2.3 mile biking and hiking path, now known as Lawler Ford Road and or Al Foster Trail or Rock Hollow Trail near St. Louis. So it used to be a road, but it, it's now gated and impassable by car. And it is this also one of the sites of the largest Native American burial mounds in the country. So there you have that Indian, Indian ghost too. Um, it started to be referred to as Zombie Road as early as the 1950s. It was once used by the army during the Civil War and it was originally built in the 1860s to provide access to the Merrimack River. So just some highlights before I get into the um, specifics. It's, um, uh, there are cold spots, there are electromagnetic like cycles. People have had objects thrown at them. There have been recorded orbs. There's a spook light, <laughs> I mean, and other things. So. In 19, no, in 1868, the Glencoe Marble Company was formed to work the limestone deposits in what's now the Rockwoods Reservation, which is located nearby. So a side track of the railroad was laid from the deposits to the town of Glencoe and onto the road, crossing the property of a man named James E. I don't know if it's Yeatman or Yeatman, Y-E-A-T-M-A-N. And the sidetrack from the Pacific Railroad switched off the main line at Yeatman Junction and at the same location. And then the Lawler Ford Road, which is Zombie Road, ended at the river. So there is a website that's done quite a lot of history of, of the road. Um, so there's no record as to where the Lawler name came from, but a Ford did cross the river at that point into the land belonging to a Lewis family. And at that Ford spot, a boat was used to ferry people across the river there, um, which is probably why the road was even placed at that location. So as time passed, you know, from the time before cars, when it was just a railroad junction and a road for wagons and stuff. Um, the narrow road began to be used by trucks that hauled quarry stone from rail cars or from the quarry to rail cars, but then it later fell into disuse. And one of the things all these stories talk about is how narrow this road is, how windy it is, and how there are so many trees that sort of drape over the road. So it's really dangerous in other words. Um, okay, a little more history. Um, it's also believed that the area around Glencoe, because of the game and fresh water, was a stopping point for Indians as they made their way to Flint quarries in Jefferson County. 
Um, after the mound builders vanished from the area, the Osage, Missouri, and Shawnee Indians came to the region and also used the flint quarries and hunted and fished along the Merrimack River. So um, legends have been passed around for years. And, and one of the problems with um, doing research about this place is there's so many legends and not a lot of specific information that points to any origin, kind of. You know, like you can say, well, there's an Indian mound nearby and there's an Indian that haunts the road or whatever, but there's no like specific stories. And lots of urban legends, which I'll, I'll get into in a minute, but not much of this is provable, um, historically speaking. Uh, let's see, so um, some of the legends tell of spectral Indians and Confederate rebels, packs of child ghosts, <laughs> I guess they're running like dogs. Oh, <laughs> man. Okay. <laughs> Nothing like a pack of kids. I mean, seriously, after today in the last day of teaching, that <laughs> is a nightmare. Okay. Hey, I run a pack of kids every day. Thank oh, you, you very do. much. You oh, do. I she bet does. Your kids, yes. Your kids are probably better behaved than mine are. So, uh, and then also uh, there's some legends about working men killed in industrial accidents because of the quarry. Um, there have been, uh, it's got a, a reputation for a long time as a place where shadowy figures and other non-human entities have been reported. Um, and when you guys hear this, it, go to the website and look because there is a picture on a hilltop of shadow people that is horrifying. I saw it. I saw it. it is Isn't bad. it? Oh my God. Anyway, I'll talk more about that in a minute. Are you, are we sure that's not staged? Because it almost looks staged. Well, I'm going to talk about that. Okay. Okay. Right. When the road was used more frequently, the narrow winding lane running about two miles through dense woods still had an eerie vibe. This is from a website. I'll, I'll get to where this all comes from later. As well as was a dangerous road with many accidents. Strange shadows, areas of half-light, together with the inability to see what was coming along the next curve, and the narrow width made it a dangerous bit of road with lots of automobile accidents especially. Okay, in the late 1800s, um, train tracks had been extended along the river, passing through what would be Glencoe. While only a few remnants of the original railroad remain, the old lines can still be seen at the end of Zombie Road. And there are some pictures on these websites of that. Here lies the setting of the stories of the railroad ghost. Um, it is possible that some of the other restless ghosts may be those of accident victims along the rail lines. Um, besides the road being, the actual road being narrow and windy, um, over the years, the sharp bends in the tracks at Glencoe were the site of frequent derailments to the point of that part of the service being discontinued because of all the accidents. So as the years passed, the chilling stories continued, including ghosts, vanishing, strange noises. Um, the other thing about this place, the area around Glencoe once served as a resort community until the mid-1940s. 
And a lot of the houses that were part of the resort, the summer resort, were converted for year-round residents, but some were left abandoned and decaying. And those, and there are some pictures of those ruins, so they just add to the creepiness of the road. And they might be, some people speculate, the former homes of apparitions that visitors encounter. There's also a long tradition um, of local seances and satanic rituals and drug deals and teenagers partying there. <laughs> I mean, I swear to God, it's like the devil's lane or something. I don't know. So, okay. Uh, so now I'm going to get into some specific stuff. So one of the most um, popular tales may be the frequently retold story about the ghost of a person who was hit by a train and now haunts the area. The legend becomes more chilling with the real story of Della Hamilton McCullough. Mrs. McCullough was the wife of a local judge who was hit by a train and died in 1876. Not the judge, but she did. Since there are no other records of anyone being killed by a train in the area at this time, it's widely believed that Mrs. McCullough may be the actual famed ghost from the legend. There are several accounts of a translucent figure in white. The figure walks up the abandoned line and then disappears, or it glows with a bluish white light and disappears upon approach. Hmm. So a, a lot of those, um, oh, there's a lot of, you know, as you look at all these websites, there's a lot of stories about, oh, this person must have died uh, being hit by a train. But in fact, when you go back and look, Mrs. McCullough is the only um, provable person that died by being hit by a train. So hmm. now, hmm. why is it called Zombie Road? Because, you know, there's a bunch of ghosts, but we don't ever hear like zombies, what we think of zombies. Maybe they all drank this hooch. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so there's a couple of... Um, thoughts about why it's called Zombie Road. One of them is that a legend is that a mental patient that went by the nickname Zombie escaped and all they found was bloody ragged clothing and never him again. So that's when there was a mental patient. And I don't know where he escaped from because they didn't talk about any kind of asylum or anything that was around there. Um, the other story is that of the zombie killer, a creepy guy who lived in an old dilapidated shack by the river and would attack young lovers who came looking for someplace quiet and out of the way. To get some I wonder if it's, huge. Huh? <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. Yes. Oh, well, I wonder if, you know, that we talked about that ghost story about the, you know, the lovers in the car and they heard scratching on the roof. I mean, we've all heard that story right. before. That's what that reminded me of. Um, <clears throat> as time passed, the stories of mad men were told and retold, and eventually the name of Lawler Ford Road was largely forgotten and it was placed, replaced with Zombie Road, by which it is still known today. So the upshot of that is we don't know why it's called Zombie Road, except it is. Okay, so... <laughs> There are some other specific stories. So near the uh, old um, homes, you know, um, located along the beach area at the end of the trail 
What this is great. This is going to be me. One ghost sighting includes that of a mysterious old woman with a gun who yells at passersby from a house. <laughs> That's going to be me. I could do that right <laughs> it now. It already is you, <laughs> except for the gun part. Um, get off my lawn. Um, so upon investigation, the woman is never there. So we got a woman on the train track. We got another woman in one of those houses and nobody, like I never could find who that house woman might've been, you know? Um, so then there's another story of the sightings of a specter believed to be the ghost of a boy who fell from the bluffs along the river and died and whose body was never found. The legend says instead of his friends going and getting help, they left him there for dead for weeks. So. Oh. Then, I know, that's not very nice. That's then, a not very nice thing, yeah. <laughs> in the 70s, there's another legend concerning some teenage, oh, this is so specific for um, there to be no specificity in these stories. There's another legend concerning some teenagers who went down to Zombie Road to sniff Pam, the nonstick cooking spray. <laughs> I guess it's like oh, Thank you for that. Uh, I need that. I was a little confused. <laughs> Not you, Pam. But I the wasn't there. Spray. I wasn't there. <laughs> but, you know, so what are they huffing? I mean, glue is the fumes, but what do you get high off of Pam from? Probably the, the fumes. It's the aerosol stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, it's the aerosol. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was never a huffer, so I don't know. Okay, and uh, one guy suffocated while doing this, and his friend just his friends just left him down there dead. Good lord! And so, also legends exist that concern a cr well. Evidently, there's a still there today a crushed old Chevy Vega that's in the creek bed along this road. And supposedly there are dead teenagers inside it. Okay. So, lots of dead teenagers whose friends who don't have good friend choices. No, <laughs> I know. Bad. So about the only one of those teenager stories that might be true is the boy that fell from the bluff. Maybe. Uh, okay. Um, so besides there being one of the largest Indian mounds in the country near there, um, and the and they know, I mean, there's been um, digs of Native American stuff surrounding that area. Um, it was also, they think, an Indian trail. Parts of Zombie Road were. And so that sort of explains the you know, long history of Indian ghosts roaming around there. Hmm. But that's so there, okay. We're talking up. Oh, excuse me. Go ahead. We're talking up by St. Louis, right? So that wouldn't be part of the Trail of Tears or any of no. that. That's much uh -uh. farther south. Okay. Okay. No, okay. but if you've ever driven, like I don't know, you know, if if I ever drive to St. through St. Louis, going to Southwest Missouri, you always go by. Uh, the big mound that's across the river from the arch. That's a huge Indian mound. And then oh. there's another one um, in Wycliffe, Kentucky. 
which is, you know, sort of down there by Cairo and, and all of that, you know, there's mm -hmm. another big Indian mound. So the mound builders were like all over Kentucky and um, Tennessee. Yeah. St. Louis and all that. Not so many down in Arkansas or anything. They were more along the river system, like the Missouri River and the mm -hmm. Mississippi and all of that. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right. What? Okay. Oh, so there's this great YouTube I mean, uh, called the Zombie Road Ghost Hunt. And I'll put the link on uh, some uh, stuff. But anyway, the guy... Um, the guy that is the main narrator of this video is a ghost hunter and runs one of those organizations. And so while he was filming and they had filmed several times there at night, something threw a big chunk of rock at them that landed at his friend's feet. And when they pick it up, it's actually part of a tombstone. And, um, no. But then you don't ever know where the cemetery is, but there's got to be one around there if people are throwing pieces of the tombstone. But anyway, you see it, you hear it hit, and you hear one of his friends kind of squeal, and then, but you don't ever see it thrown or whatever. But anyway, that happened. Um, and he also shows some footage of another thrown rock, and he even slows it down, but I swear I didn't see it, so... And I wasn't drinking a cocktail either. Um, this same YouTube um, had not EVPs, but actual recorded voices that were kind of muttering that weren't his friends, supposedly. And the, the creepiest clip is something exhaling. It's like, <sighs> so that's pretty creepy. But you that know, sounds again, like a zombie. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he also uh captures a spook light which is a uh, long been on zombie road to me it looks like an airplane but i don't know but then he also <laughs> captured some pretty good orbs um which seemed pretty you know how orbs can be sort of fuzzy or they can right. be pretty distinct right so yeah. these were pretty distinct hmm. So the creepiest thing was the shadow people picture that I was talking about. And that came from this, like that guy, a photographer that was with that group took that picture. And um, you'll see it, they're standing on the hill and he says no one was on the hill and that there's been a long legend of people seeing these shadow figures. And he said they returned in the daylight to see if they could see um, feet or, you know, footprints or not. Did feet. you say feet? Did you I say feet? Feet. feet. Have you drank too much, Dawn? I know. I said. <laughs> no, but there were no feet or feet or footprints. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, Evidently, it is so famous up where it is that um, people that have been there at night or twilight experience unsettling feelings, the sensation of being watched. Um, they say that uh, could be explained away just by the fact that it's really a spooky road. But the eerie sounds, noises, disembodied footsteps that people have heard for years can't be ignored. Mm. So here's the thing, you guys. Um, kids uh, hung out and partied there and vandalized it so much so. And besides the 
automobile accidents because the road is so windy that if you and they go were there, drinking the zombie drink <laughs> or something yeah. if you go there after dark uh and you're caught the fine is a thousand dollars so what? they really don't want you there after dark they lock a gate so to go you have to get permission um, wow okay yeah so so there is a facebook page called zombie road that is um a ghost hunting group that hosts overnight ghost hunts there they get permission and they go so it looked like they did it a lot right before the pandemic and now they're kind of starting back up after the pandemic so um there are a couple of YouTubes. There's a whole bunch of links that I um, will put up on the website. Um, and, but that, I know that I feel like, I feel like I've just said a bunch of stuff and there's like no uh, rhyme or reason to it, but that's kind of what the websites are like. They're like, this happened and this happened and there's this and this and this. So here's where it's located, but don't go there after dark or you'll have to pay a thousand dollars. It's located in the city of Wildwood, west of St. Louis. And then I'll put the directions um, up on the website because there's no sense in me reading them to you because they're kind of complicated. But they said for years it was marked with a sign, but because people kept coming there at night, they took the sign down and now only a chained gate marks the entrance. But to sort of give you an idea for those people that know where Glencoe is, it's at the intersection or near the intersection of Highway 109 and Old State Road. So that is Zombie Road. Wow. wow. Zombie yeah. Road. Uh, I, I, I've never even thought of it before. How? And how did you find it, Don? Tell us. I can't remember. I don't know. I was just, I'll tell you what I do. Okay. This says a lot about me. I'm not sharing. It's not TMI, but um, I read Reddit a lot and there's even a Ozark subreddit. And I feel like I found this reading Reddit maybe. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. But anyway, you know, we maybe if, I would be too chicken, but I think if we got a hold of authorities and said, hey, we do a podcast, we'd like to. That's part of our tour, session. right? That's yeah. Tour. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm hip. Cool. Well, thank you, big sister Dawn. That was mm -hmm. good. Absolutely. Very good. It's okay. Creepy. Our little one. Let's see what uh, complimentary or uh, <laughs> uh, uh, agenda. <laughs> no, I hope so. I hope it is. Yeah. So <laughs> stories um, come from uh, from Sister Deidre. So yeah. Deidre, you want to take the little one? I'll do it. So here's the thing. Kind of, um, I was trying to look for a, a a story that tied into Zombie Road. So I was kind of looking for um, haunted roads uh, in Oklahoma. Well, the only ones I could find were Tulsa and Dawn. That is also outside of basically the Ozarks. So mm -hmm. I, I uh, just came back to good old Branson. And um, there is, um, I'm sure you've probably heard of Sycamore Church Road. But uh, mm -hmm. it also is, um, at some point, turns into Noland Road. Okay. And so um, I found like little snippets of things that people have seen and and 
you know, things that have happened that I'm kind of like, nah, I'll tell you about those after I read this um, first story. But so what I did is um, I found uh, this story on MissouriGhost.net. And um, I think it's kind of a blog, um, maybe, or, or at least where I found it. it, it looks like a blog. And I'm not sure when um, this was uh, written, because it doesn't have a date or time stamp or anything like that. But it's, um, it's another uh, haunted road story. And uh, some of it is a little like, oh, come on, the person that wrote it, I feel like starts to um, maybe dramatize their experience but maybe not hey, we'll can i interject for just a moment sure it's down off the row arc Dina. it's down off the row it's arc. down off the row arc that's what's correct. that mean wait 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 I well that's all the shepherd of the hills there's a line it's over at the row arc row arc oh i see okay. there's a creek right. row arc creek and um yeah you know yeah, so. I'm just looking at the map to see where it is. So sorry, down off the road. That's all right. Yeah. Oh, so I put I um in our extras there'll be a. I mean, it's not a very good map, but it was with one of the stories I found about it. So, um, okay. So this again is from MissouriGhost.net, and uh, this person says, "My name is Jay." Um, so they didn't want us to know who they were for real. Uh, and Jay says that uh, he, she has been a native of Branson, Missouri, having grown up there all my life. When I was 13 years old, 12 years ago, I was taken to Sycamore Church Road by a couple of friends. And as we were driving the length of the road, he told me a story. I was told that in the 20s or 30s, there lived a family on the house at the end of the road on the hill. Um, and we'll come up to it at some point, but the house is no longer standing um, uh, I think it kind of turned into a party house um, too, and it it, it burned. But um, anyway, the the family name was Up the Graph, U P D E G R A F F. Huh. I don't know Up the Graph. So never heard of Ruth, that name. I know Ruth was a daughter, was the daughter, and she was said to have been tortured by her parents. They kept her in a room that was approximately four feet sunken into the ground. And then um, it was on the southeast portion of the house and it had bars on the window so um, she couldn't escape. So apparently, as the story goes, Mr. and Mrs. Updegraff left one day and uh, they left Ruth in her room. So when they got back, they couldn't find her. They searched the house high and low and um, all of the surrounding barn structures, chicken coops, there's a barn across the street, all over the property, but they still couldn't find her. So not wanting to attract any local attention about the disappearance, they just kind of let it be, um, went to bed that night. And so it's said that Ruth was in hiding and she came back to kill her parents as they slept in um, you know, revenge for the evil they had done to her all of her life. Oh, wow. So, mm. yeah. So Ruth um, supposedly then went into hiding and moved to California because Dina, you're in California. Where are you going? California. Do you remember that? Oh, Dina, are you okay? Have you had another I'm drink? Fine. I'm here. This is your check-in. Okay. I don't I'm know what you're talking about. We used to tell the kids we're going to California. They'd ask. Where, where's where mom going? She went to California. She'll be back. I don't know why we oh. did it. We did. I don't know. It's funny. But what does that mean? It's just a family thing. 
Dina okay, just said so one day. Not me, not not me as the family, because I don't know what they're talking about. So California was a, a bad or just mysterious place. The kids always wanted to know where where's Dina, where's my mom, where's my sister, where are they going? And so we just said, hey, they're going to California, just to yeah. kind of end the conversation. You don't need to know where everybody's <laughs> going. So anyway, she went and moved to California. The incident stupefied the local police and communities, so they just taped off the home, left everything as it was, um, and supposedly there were dishes in the sink, canisters in the cupboard, clothes in one of the bar barn structures that were left to dry. And so it's said that over the years, as a legend of the house, uh, the spooky house that sat atop the hill um, uh, at the end of Sycamore Church Road, people were drawn to the house out of curiosity. So it's also said that if anyone were ever to take anything from the home, that person suffered fatal circumstances shortly thereafter. So according to Jay, in one instance, a woman took something from the house and suffered a fatal car crash. I suffered a fatal car, <laughs> car crash. No. At the beginning of the road, uh, at the beginning of the road, only to have the items she took replaced to the house afterward. So when Jay was 14, they told a group of friends about uh, their first visit to the home. And they went to the house uh, with three friends uh, who had never been. Um, so uh, the story was told. Um, they experienced some strange sounds upon driving to the house. They investigated the sounds, came out of the car, walked over to the fence that was clearly barbed wire shut. That's, and this, there was a sign that stated uh, that it was the up to graft place. Um, so anyway, they didn't make it to the top of the stairs um, at the house on the top of the hill because the sounds, um, I guess, got closer and they were very uh, spooked by them. So they made it back to the car, took off down the road a bit further, um, where on the railroad tracks, Dawn, they saw a figure walking. wonder Didn't if it's Mrs. McCullough have... and she walked yeah. from St. Louis. Okay. So it looks like a person with a hood over their head. And this is, oh, okay. Someone who resembled a bald knobber from a long time ago who were known in the area for being a reckless group of people that did nasty things. Well, that's not exactly what the bald knobbers were, Jay. Right. So we've talked about the bald knobbers before. I won't go into detail. They were vigilantes that originally were on the good side of the law. And then they decided, hey, we kind of like being able to do this. So they kind of, and they you met know, over on the rail arc. Yeah, on That's the rail arc. Yeah, <laughs> while they were headed to California. But anyway, <laughs> we immediately tried to turn around in my friend's Buick and they got stuck in the ditch. So they all screamed. And then finally, somehow the driver was able to get them back on the road uh, out of the area. As they climbed the hill that lay, leads down, climbed the hill that leads down to the Updegraff place, they noticed a spot in the road that looked like fresh blood oozing from the pavement. Now, fresh blood, it, okay. So <laughs> I'm a little skeptical of some things and this is one of them. Anyway. You'd have to be really close to, to surmise that there's fresh yeah. blood on the road. Right, so I mean, maybe an oil spot or something like that. But anyway, I asked my friend to stop, got out of the car to look at the strange mark in the road. So it was wet, appeared to be blood, but when I put my hand in the mess, it came back wet, but clear. Okay. So they left that night and they were spooked out of their minds. Now in proper fashion, I don't know what that means. Over the past 12 years, 
uh, Jay has taken many people down Sycamore Church Road. And as they're driving they, uh, down the road, um, Jay always tells the story of young Ruth who murdered her parents. Um, Jay returns to the place to show people what a neat landmark it is. And upon every visit, something uh, paranormal seems to happen. So uh, not long after the first visit, uh, Jay took the, his older or his or her older sister um, uh, with another friend, another female friend, friend, and they went during daylight hours, but it didn't obscure the sheer spookiness of the place. So they entered the house, which was still standing at this time, um, and no fire, and they saw clothes in one of the structures on the line. It was supposedly drying, which had been there for long enough that I would think they were dry. They had plates and cups in the sink, satanic markings on the door, a sprawling sure. in what appeared to be red crayon on the front door reading, die, bitch, die, a pentagram on the dining room floor, and a long dining room table that appeared to be still, still set in some fashion. So sounds to me like, I mean, if there's any truth to this, this was, you know, kids just getting into the place after, right? Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. it wasn't there initially when ruth left and went to california so anyway um maybe so she was in had, a hurry yeah <laughs> that's all right so whoever had been in the house before seemed not to have completely looted the place and they were surprised by that so the sister her friend and jay took all took things from the house that day jay took a jug a book with ruth's inscription in it and various other small items um they looked in all of the structures on the property, surprised to find them still intact and having things in them. So if you'll remember from the very first part of the story, supposedly people who take things from the house suffer a fatal event. <laughs> yes. So I'm a little concerned that maybe this was Jay's last post. I'm really not sure. But anyway, after visiting the house, they decided to investigate the woods on the property and they followed what looked like a path. Okay. Now, here we go, kind of tangent. They found a bloody baby shoe on the way. Further down, they, they found what appeared to be a bloody baby garment, and they ended up leaving shortly thereafter spooked by what they found. At the very end of the road, if you drive a bit further before the pavement gives way to a dirt road, there's a hiking trail, and it's dedicated in the memory to Ruth and Paul Henning. So this very mountain is at the bottom of the mountain that shares a large batch of hiking trails and when driving on Shepherd Hills Expressway, one can find them and hike there all day. So we all know, you know, where um, yeah. Ruth and Paul Henning Park is, right? Yeah, they're yeah. on. Yeah. So, okay. So oh, here's some other things that, and this is from Jay still. So on this very same mountain in the 90s, early 90s and late 80s, two women were tracked and killed while hiking in the very same woods. Now, what does this have to do? I, this is where we kind of go off on a tangent. I don't know exactly what it has to do with Sycamore Church Road, but if you'll remember, and I, I vaguely remember, there that did happen. Um, and there was one girl that was hit on the head with a rock. She was with another friend who I believe, Dina, do you remember any of this? I, yes, now that you're talking about it, I do. I mean, I was, talking let's see freshman sophomore year late yeah. 80s early 90s right and so it was it was a person and i do believe they they found him but anyway I, this person's trying to tie in that it was you know kind of spooky and happened because wow of sycamore church road which i disagree with but anyway they found a small placard in the ground 
um, right in front of a rock shelf where a ribbon and flowers are. Well, it's just a memorial that somebody, you know, placed after the girls or after the, I think the one girl didn't make it. I can't remember for sure. But anyway, so um, then also there's an issue where in 2002, three or four, there was a plane carrying some people from College of the Ozarks. Do you remember that, Dina? Yeah. Can I say Dina? Because I, I think you were out of the area. I was, right. but I remember it. Yeah. yeah. And so um, supposedly it fell from the sky without any reason and crashed on the very same mountain, killing all the passengers. Not a single malfunction was reported and a cause for the accident was never found. Jay, however, knows that it was more than likely linked to what mystery shrouds the area of the Ozarks. Uh, there are rumors that members from an or organized organization burned down the house and many more like it. So this email and part of this story is set to set the record straight. Although myths tend to sometimes get a bit out of control, I do know, though, that what I have told is what I know to be the truth. So that is that's kind of Jay's um, version of, of Nolan Road and Sycamore. There's some other stories about handprints that show on cars and a oh there was another one about um oh what's a like a horse blanket what do you call that a horse blanket horse blanket yeah. <laughs> a saddle blanket okay and so supposedly um that's i've found that in a couple of different places but how would you know if it was a saddle blanket versus a beach towel i mean really you know do they ride well, in the dust? Horse people is, probably, is, yeah, horse people probably could tell you. Right? Horse they're wool, and they're wool know. usually. Okay, well. I feel like I've hiked some of those trails. that We have. Been, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, now this makes me want to go drive this road, actually. Yep. And then there's another story about um, walking on the, on the train tracks nearby, and um, they thought a train was coming, so they jumped off the tracks, but a train never appeared. And then uh, the temperature dropped. There was a 12 foot solid white figure walking the same direction they were walking, but mm. they just ignored it. And they, <laughs> they got off the track and the road and, and you know, saw a gate fence with a mansion lit up. So, I mean, all of this, there's, there's other things that are tied into Sycamore, Sycamore Church Road, um, supposedly. Oh, the, oh, oh, the um, train, instead of, um, you know, I don't know, puffs of smoke coming from the train or whatever it looked like big puffs of smoke that um someone was like they were breathing you know like their breath it was cold out and their breath was warm and so it made a a smoke or a oh, you know like a steam so, kind of thing steam Where? there you go something like that yeah so um that i mean those are kind of um well those are the stories and and that's what i know about sycamore church road what did jay say i do know these things to be true <laughs> that what i have told is what i know to be the truth so so, so there you go that's, all right that's uh, sycamore church road and uh, uh nolan road that's great for the little one thank you deandra sorry wow we've been uh, zombified and mysterious fied here yeah. on our <laughs> yes. Watch where then. you're driving. That's, <laughs> I guess, what we have to. <laughs> That's right. And you know, we girls, we really do need to get together to come together and drive some of these roads there in that part of the country whenever Don and I can get over that way. Yeah. 
and uh, make some of these, uh, see some of these places that we've reported about and had stories about. So, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. thanks so much for our zombie evening. My goodness, anybody got anything else to say before I close this out here? <laughs> Dina, thanks for listening. Dina, are you sit on the floor? Are you still <laughs> She's in still chair? alive. Yeah. Dina, yeah. you're you're still upright. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> My drinks on. All right. Well, we want to thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much. Leave us as many stars as you possibly can. And we would like to say goodbye. Hey, girls, say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> and remember, if you liked it, tell all your friends. And if you didn't, keep your big mouth shut. shut.